This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Also, those that are listening by radio, shortwave, watching on social media, welcome. We're in our college chapel here at World Ministries International, a live audience. We meet every week with a staff service. And uh, today I have a special guest. He's been a friend of mine since the 80s when I was a missionary in Kenya. I still go in and out of Kenya. We have an office there and different offices we've had. But this is Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna. He's the bishop of the Deliverance Church. He pastors the Deliverance Church in Mangata Road. He also works cross-denominationally. He's a good minister of the gospel, kingdom man, kingdom builder. Mm-hmm. I just read his book, excellent book, and the church must come together to lead a revival. If we don't lead a revival, which mm-hmm. is a repentance, forces that are against Jesus Christ are trying to take away the truth of the gospel and put us all under bondage. So once again, it's my pleasure to let Bishop Jeffrey Jaguna speak to my staff and to you out there watching or listening today. Bishop Jaguna, welcome. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here and to communicate the Word of God. This is not the first time, and definitely gives me great joy whenever I need to come come back and be able to engage with the ministry here. Like Dr. Hansen has said, we have known each other for many years. He has preached in our congregation not once. He met us when we were still in a small tent. But we have since built a church with a big capacity. We really thank God for the grace He's given us. We look forward for greater working relationships in the future. I'm glad that whenever I come here, there's a recording that goes out. Like I say, we belong and work with Deliverance Church under the oversight of Bishop Mark Ariuki, And we are a, a group of bishops and we thank God for the grace He has given us. I also have the joy of uh, interacting with many church leaders from different forums, and we desire to influence the country, Africa, and anywhere, anywhere possible with principles of the kingdom of God. And today, I'm glad to be in the company of, of my wife, Leverett Elizabeth, and we thank God that we could be able to be part of your ministry today. I want to read a scripture uh, which gives me the foundation of the things I desire to share with you. And this is a verse in the book of Second Peter chapter number 3 and verse number 18. I picked this Bible from the family that is hosting us, but I, there's something I liked about the way they put here that I thought I needed to read from it. It says, rather, you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus and Savior Jesus Christ. That's a great statement that you must grow. In other translations, they don't use the word must, but they say grow in grace and knowledge. So today, I want to address myself to what I believe is the most important thing in life, and that is growth. Growth is so key that when we stop growing, we die. And this goes for physical, this goes for spiritual. So this is very important. But notice that Apostle Peter was very, very concerned to encourage growth for one single reason. Because it is growth that brings stability. Every time a child is born, there are years in which they go through different stages and they go through different emotional kind of instabilities. In fact, we do encourage our church that even when a young kid has confessed and said, I am born again, 
allow them because of their age to still, even if you see them doing something foolish, just encourage them because they are doing some of those foolish things because of where they are in terms of their spiritual growth and stability. There are many, many parents who discourage their children because of the way they scold them or reprimand them and they are just behaving what they are. Right now we are uh, in a family where we are dealing with younger people and it's amazing. One of the things I tell myself all the time, my reasoning is very different because of my growth into maturity, both physically and spiritually. Have you ever known it is very hard for you to remember how you are behaving when you are 18 or, or how you are behaving when you are 20? I'm saying this on purpose that God can give us the grace to forbear the younger people so that they can catch up with us. I will never forget one time, and my wife would really remember this, when a certain lady professional came and visited our church. And immediately she came in, she was wearing, I don't know whether people can understand what miniskirts are, but she was wearing a very, very, something that would almost look out of order for those of us who are practically from Africa. And a certain sister called the lady outside and reprimanded her for coming to the church like that. And she wept. And even if she had intentions of coming and associating with us, she left. What a wasted opportunity. Because you see, when someone new is coming, let them come as they are. We actually say, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, I come. We all came the way we were. Yes. Is that not the way we came? Mm-hmm. But we did not remain there. Yes. We began to change. Amen. As we began to grow in grace and in knowledge. That is what brings transformation. That is what brings change. So right alone I had to, you know, as a pastor, you know, sit down with that lady and kind of also reprimand her for that behavior. She never lasted very long. Maybe she got very upset with me for telling her the truth. <laughs> you know, my wife knows what this was about. Now, the question I was to ask is, what does it take to grow? One of the things that why Apostle Peter was so concerned about the growth of these believers is because he discovered that unless they grow in grace, they were so vulnerable because of deception by false teachers. So Peter repeats what he emphasized throughout his letter on the danger of being misled into doctrinal error of these false teachers and exhorted them to grow in grace and knowledge. Each one of us have our growing to do. Nobody grows on behalf of the other. I can't grow on behalf of my wife and she can't grow on my behalf. We have to do our growing so that we can continue to become stable, and become productive. Because again, you can never be productive until you have grown. That's why growth is so critical. Whether it's in the animal kingdom, or, you know, in the plant kingdom, or in among us, what brings production is growth. So, several things I want to point out very quickly. Growth is dependent on life. Where there is life, there will be growth. But you must be born before you can grow. So you can never grow until you are born. So the new birth, and that's what we began, all of us. There was that day 
we associate with when God born again. And that is where the growth journey began. It is so important that this is something that continues. Any living thing grows. The principle is just as true spiritually as it is physically. Colossians 2.13, a very familiar passage of scripture. Growth, you know, it is you being dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of, the, of your flesh. He has made a life together with him having forgiven you of your trespasses. So, after that forgiveness, we begin the journey of growth that brings glory to God. Now, growth is not optional. You can't refuse to grow. And that is why I like the scripture in this version that says, rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge. It is not optional. It is necessary. It is essential. That all of us are growing in grace and knowledge. Our effectiveness in the body of Christ, our effectiveness in the ministries that we all do, is totally dependent on our growth into maturity. Very, very important. Growth is normal where there is life. Unless a child has a serious health problem, he will grow and not remain a child his entire life. One of the most dreadful things for any parent is to bring a child, what they describe as Down syndromes, and so they don't develop well, but you have to still live and encourage them and do whatever they have to do. So God wants us as believers to grow. Each one of us. And we cannot remain as children, tossed about by every weed of doctrine. It is it should be when you have grown well, that immediately somebody begins speaking. If they start going outside of what is truth, you catch them. You know, because of the way you have continued to grow. Now, another thing is that growth is always gradual. It is not instant. It is not aromatic. So, you can't grow. Even when we, we are growing, we have we've had so many things that we're talking about, a different kind of plants. I know that because of our desire of getting things grow very quickly, even when it comes to chicken, there are certain ways they are caused to grow because of certain hormones and other things, but they are not healthy. If you ask, you know, <laughs> Dr. Hansen, he can tell you that if you come and eat chicken in Kenya, you will know it's different <laughs> because it is a chicken that is mature. It was not pushed to grow. And they usually say that you have to catch it, you have to run after it until you catch it. And it is really, really delicious. So, growth is a process. It takes time to mature and develop. In contrast to some of the people think that one can become holy instantly through some power of experiencing God, spiritual growth is gradual. And that is why when people come as new believers, please allow them, give them the allowance. If they don't come, you know, groomed the way you consider decent, give them time. Let them be with you for a while. They will catch up with you, but you can't send them away. No, 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 we can't do that. So it requires cooperation with God and application of spiritual diligence and disciplines. Then number four, growth is not easy. It is difficult and painful. Now, a baby crows fast before he can walk. You know that. And once he gets the hang of walking, he still keeps falling a lot. But he's not discouraged. 
He even falls flat on his face sometimes. And to me, this is very real because we have had grad kids. So we, we work with them. Sometimes you'd find me holding my grad kid and trying to walk them and trying to leave them for a while. Then they go down and we keep just encouraging them. And this is the same way. It's the same way for spiritual. There are a lot of tough lessons that we can learn by trial and error. Sometimes we thought we got it only to realize later that we haven't really learned the lesson. So one of the things I want to encourage you and why I think this lesson is very important is because we have to learn to forbear one another. Because we are not in the same level of growth. We are in very, we are, we are in different levels. And we need to be able to support each other so that we can get to that place in which we are all mature to the likeness of Christ. Because that is the objective. Now grow in grace of our Lord. Grace is God's unlimited a favor by which he saves and sustains anyone who, he, you know, who praises their trust in him. In other words, grace is not merely God's way of drawing us to him in the beginning. It is also the way we grow and remain steadfast in our faith in Christ. The new birth is not the end. It's just the beginning. So how do we grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? There are three things in our growth process. We grow in our degree of appreciating and practicing holiness. We grow in the degree in which we appreciate the justice of God and also the sovereignty of God. Uh, growing in grace involves developing seven Christian character traits that Peter wrote about in Second Peter chapter number one, verse 15 to 17. And I just mentioned them. And one of that is virtue. The other one is knowledge. The other one is self-control. Okay? This is a big deal, especially self-control. I don't know about you, but one of the things that we encourage all, especially as young people are growing up, is the issue of self-control. Telling, you know, you know, getting yourself to where you say, now, this is it. I mean, I don't want to go out of order. Now, perseverance, godliness, kindness, and love. All these are traits. These traits can only be produced by through the power of the Holy Spirit. This, these are not things you can just come up with and say, I'm going to be a person of virtue. It requires the help and the working of the Holy Spirit. Self-control. You see, self-control is when somebody can just rise up and they're trying to attack you or to say all manner of things and you are not reactionary. Self-control is what makes us choose our actions. Uh, one of the things I've shared with my uh, children, I've mentioned to our congregation many times, we need to exercise overpowering freedom. Now, overpowering freedom is where you choose what you do. You don't allow anybody to choose your actions. So regardless of what somebody does, if somebody woke up, you know, they used to say back home that somebody woke up in the wrong side of the, is it the, the reg? They woke up in the wrong reg or the, <laughs> whatever it is. And really, to me, I, th I think it's just an excuse of being, uh, being mischievous. That, uh, you know, woke up in the wrong side of the bed or, or with the wrong reg. Think you can get away with doing things that are not appropriate. It is so important for us to understand the issue of self-control. Self-control and overpowering freedom is when somebody can talk to you, 
And sometimes they are nasty to you, like we learn about Margaret Thatcher. One time Margaret Thatcher, uh, in a meeting of various prime ministers from some countries, they were somewhere, and one of the prime ministers, Mayo Factor, just decided to insult Margaret Thatcher. And uh, Margaret Thatcher stood before this gentleman with a stone face, and the guy spoke, talking her down. And then Margaret Thatcher asked, are you done? He said, yes. And she walked away. And then one of the people who were there said, how could you let this man get away with this? He said, this man did deserve my answer. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so important because what that means is that Margaret Thatcher had overpowering freedom. He never allowed that gentleman to influence her actions. She did what she believed was consistent to her character of life. And that is what maturity is all about. We would have lesser fights if we had more people with overpowering freedom. The Bible says in that passage of Second Peter chapter number 5, 5 to 7 talks about the qualities of growth, which we are supposed to add. Giving all diligence add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love and i like the statement says for if these things are yours and about if these things are yours and they are growing they are bound you will neither be burned or unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ the bible says for he who lacks these things is short-sighted think about that even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. So these are things that we need to demonstrate our growth. Grow in knowledge of our Lord Jesus. In doing so, Peter gives emphasis to the fact that you cannot separate Jesus Christ as your Savior from him being your Lord. Jesus Christ is only Savior to those he is Lord. If he is not your Lord, then he's not your Savior. You can't separate that. Peter is saying that the moment we praise our trust in Christ, we are yielding ourselves to that not only knowledge, but also to his lordship. We are expected to progressively grow in submission to Christ as a mark of growth and stability. My ability to submit to Christ totally and completely is a mark of growth, is a mark of spiritual stability that I can fully and sincerely submit to him. Growing in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ does not only involve reading the Bible in order to know what he has revealed about himself. It also involves establishing a personal relationship in an intimacy with him. And this only happens when we spend time in prayer. When we pray. You know, prayer is such a healthy spiritual discipline. Because when we pray, we declare our dependence on God. We declare our inadequacies. We declare that without him, we can do nothing. How to grow in the knowledge of our Lord. And upon establishing personal and intimate relations with God through faith in Christ Jesus, we continue to advance in the way we grow. The knowledge of God is received by those who continue to seek him. And call upon his name. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 29, 13, And you will seek me and find me if you call upon my name. If you search me with all your heart. 
Jeremiah 33, 3. Call on me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. So growth in spiritual wisdom and understanding involves complete dependence upon the Holy Spirit to illuminate our minds to the truth. We cannot ignore the hard book God has given us and expect to gain knowledge. This is the hard book. Love your Bible. Spend time with your Bible. And there are so many plans you can get into. There's a plan that can help you read the Bible throughout once a year. And it is just out there, a plan that you can access through your some apps. Very, very important that we can appreciate that. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. A great, great testimony. Growing in spiritual grace and understanding. Then there's growing in the knowledge of our Lord, which involves faithfulness and obedience to Him. And again, the issue of faithfulness. Faithfulness is a big word. It is so difficult to be faithful without the help of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that energizes us for faithfulness to God. Very, very important. How critical it is for you and I to understand and appreciate the importance of continuous growth because our journey of faith is a journey where we become partakers. And the passage we are looking through is Second Peter chapter number 1. If you read from verse 5, I think there's a mixer somewhere, all the way to verse number 9 is what gives those qualities. Growth in virtue, growth in knowledge, and also that for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. This is very, very important for us to understand and appreciate the growth journey that God has desired for each one of us to be able to achieve the things that he has for us. So growing knowledge requires patience and endurance and a teachable spirit. That's another important thing. Patience, endurance, and a teachable spirit. The Christian life is a long-distance runner, not sprinters. If you want to grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus, you need to be open to learning. They usually say, if you want to walk fast, go alone. If you want to walk far, walk with people. The growth we are talking about is where we grow, like the way you come together every week, and you are growing in the knowledge by receiving the instruction from the Word of God. That is what brings the kind of growth we are talking about today. So, God does not reveal himself and everything we need to know about him at once. It also is gradual. Have you ever known that no one has a monopoly of God's elevation? That God in his prerogative reveals to us. That is why the Bible says, you only know in part. But then we shall know all that needs to be known. That is why even when we talk about the gifts of the spirit of wisdom, we are told the word of wisdom. Not everything. None of us. I know we say that when we shall see him, we shall be like he is. And that is not yet. We are still down here. Let us know that God is still at work. God is still working some stuff. Amen? You know, I know sometimes I tell people about the experience where we say that Enoch walked with God. And Enoch walked with God... Till he was not, because he walked so intimately with God until God could not leave him here. Because this world would not be able to retain his level of 
holiness and awe. So God just took him. So the reason God has not taken you <laughs> is because there are things that God is working in you. <laughs> you have not reached the threshold to which God can just decide to get you out of this world, which has so many troubles. <laughs> so so uh, this is very, very important. And that's not an excuse. We need to pursue God. We need to walk in honor and purity. But there is a work that God is continuing to do. For the concluding thoughts, we need to appreciate, very, very important, that you as believers, so long as you are open to be taught, remember the Bible says, don't forsake the gathering together with believers as a manner of some is. We need to know that we have to be taught the basic things of God. And we have to begin from a place where you are depending on milk, but then you have to grow to where you can be able to take some solid food. And this is the journey of growth. A famous quote from Maya Angelou says, Everyone grows old, but not everyone grows up. <laughs> this is not only true in the physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm. My encouragement to all of you is to ask, are you growing? Are there other things that can substantiate you are growing? If you are still having those little fights and quarrels, that is an indication of lack of growth. Because when you continue to grow in maturity, you stabilize. And even if you are like me, who is a typical African man, you learn how not to speak with a very loud voice when, spe when speaking to your wife. Because sometimes I've spoken to my wife and say, and she has asked me, who are you talking to? <laughs> Because it seems that you are not talking to somebody who is here. <laughs> so, so, I must say that I believe, and I am fully persuaded, we need a lot of growing in the body of Christ. The things that are happening in our churches, sometimes they are so embarrassing. The kind of fights and quarrels and things that happen in the body of Christ you would be embarrassed. You know, for me who has pastored for many years, but growth in grace and knowledge. Lord, I thank you for giving the opportunity to share a subject I'm so passionate about. Yes. Growth and in grace and knowledge. We can never be able to do beyond the measure of grace that you have allowed us to carry. The things we accomplish in our lives and ministries are dependent on the release of grace upon our lives. So we desire to continue to grow in your grace, in your knowledge, so that we can be able to fulfill our ministries and do the things of God. We glorify your name even as we give you worship, because we pray trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to thank uh, Bishop Jaguna. Uh, that's probably one of the finest messages I've heard him preach. <laughs> and we all had a good time here in our college classroom. There was a yeah. lot of laughs because he talked pretty deep. I'll always remember that exhortation. Yeah. You better be careful how you talk to your wife. Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If nothing more, that's yeah. 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 If nothing more, that's yeah. something for all men yeah. to listen Amen. to. Amen. Amen. God richly bless you. I'll see you next time.